up? What's up, everybody? We are back. Sorry we took a little time off, man. We were caught up watching those playoffs, but we are back. The crew. We're not all here, but most of us are here. The important ones, right? Exactly. Well, two important ones, and then this other guy. So mm-hmm. we'll start with the other guy. What up, Bruce? What's going on? This is Bruce. Now way down here in San Diego. Ready to get this going. There it is. And you know my guy Adam's here. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? Yeah, man. As you can tell, maybe you can hear I'm a little somber. I'm a little somber. My guy took that L number six in the finals. We won't go into to how many losses he's got, but that's my guy, man. It was tough, man. It was tough. His playoffs was amazing as a whole. But, uh, man, as we all knew it, two years ago, July 4th, 2017, 16. 16. We knew that day the cupcake was baked, right? <laughs> it was uh, fresh out the oven. We knew it. We knew what it was. And, we, we, you know, I can hope and dream that my guy was going to get some more rings. But it ain't looking good for my guy, man. Not with this Warriors team. Yeah, man. Ah, oh, shoot. It's, it's just hard for me to put in words just right after game one. You kind of just felt the inevitable, you know what I'm saying? You kind of just could tell from my vantage point that it was it was over. It was over after that. You could just tell like the whole life of the team. And we'll elaborate more. And I'll, I mean, I'm sorry, I'll elaborate more as we progress in the pod later on um, about how I feel with this situation. But man. But first, congrats to the Warriors, man. You know, like three out of four. Three out of four. They would almost be four out of four. They were almost back to back champs, 48 minutes times three. Three chances in a row to go to a back to back. And LeBron won all those games. We'll throw out there real quick to end that. But you never know. If LeBron didn't win that title, they might still have Harry Barnes. They might not have KD. Right. You never know. But. Yeah, I mean, they're three out of four, which pretty much throws you in dynasty mode. Fold out dynasty mode, man. They're definitely in dynasty mode right now. They're probably going to get three more. I think at least two more. I I don't. Okay. Okay, well, what do you you think about the series? Obviously, you said game one, the Cavs. I I thought it was either going to be sweep or five. I was was leaning more towards five. Oh, I said five. And, and, uh, I was actually, yeah, there was a good chance there was going to be a sweep, but I was like, LBJ will get one, and the one that he got was game one. And unfortunately, that didn't happen for him. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things you can talk about, whether it's the JR or the free throw or the overtime, no one gave a fuck. Or there's a lot of calls that didn't go their direction, too, and they still had the lead coming down to the stretch. Right. And, you know, the dude was frustrated, man. You see the videos. It was it was a brutal, and it's like I've seen people say, man, no one could say anything to him. No one says anything to him that whole time during the timeout. And it's like, okay, but I've, I've played in a lot of games, nowhere near the level of an NBA, but whenever one guy's killing, like it's a men's league and one guy's really killing, nobody really tries to, and if you only have like seven and that guy's got 30, you don't really have the seat to just be talking to another cat like that. Like, dog, you need to do this. It's like, well, what did you do? I'm two for seven. Right. You know? And I've been that guy that's two for seven. 
Or I've never been the Kyle Korver guy that was one for 18 on the series or whatever he was. Ugh, that was brutal. Real brutal. And now he's super. A, now he's a cheat. They're, they're making a lot of jokes about Kyle Korver, man. They're like, regular season Kyle Korver? I was like, man, Kyle Korver played well in the playoffs, just yeah, not yeah, the yeah. finals. In, he struggles against Golden State. It's they, Golden State. Cats act like. They, they're a really good defensive team. They find a way to shut him down. That so, was their emphasis. They they talked about that, Kurt. They made an emphasis to stop stop Korver, and, and they pretty much did. They did. He, I mean, th- if anyone knows how to not get a shooter, prevent a shooter from getting good looks, the Warriors would know because they're all shooters. Right. So you know how to do things that annoy you. And Corver could never get a rhythm. And it's not like Corver's going to be pulling off the dribble. It was just, man, the Warriors' strategy worked. You know? I mean, I don't even know if they need a strategy. I mean, roll the ball out, man. They're talented. I mean, I really think this is one of the best teams of all time. Yeah. You know? No, I, I agree. For the era they're playing in. I agree. But I think this series also just showed how much. I think, obviously, this series and last year just showed how much of a difference maker Seattle's last so one of their last draft picks Kevin Durant you see right. how you see how much of a difference maker he is just on both ends of the court he stopped the bleeding so much uh, I think it was game two he stopped the bleeding a lot real efficient mid-range jumpers contested though they're yeah, like it's, they're, yeah it's crazy yeah. they're not even good shots he's just ridiculous shot maker right. But he, he didn't force them. I mean, they're you know, Cavs play good defense, but obviously, you know, good offense beats better. You know, I mean, the thing is, good defense. KD doesn't even really care what defense you play. He's going to take right. the shots that he takes. Because you can crowd him. And he'll just pull over you. Right, exactly. That's, you know, being seven foot and being able to shoot the ball. With the feathery J. Yeah, but I I felt like he was the best player in the series. A lot of people were, on, were riding Steph. I thought Steph had a good, what was that, game four? Uh, two. So it was KD a better player in the series than LeBron? I mean, I guess it's all hard. It's hard uh, to measure when you talk about workload, damn. too. Yeah, it's it's. I think LeBron was a better all-around player. I mean, KD got his boards and assists too, though. Yeah, no, K. I thought KD was the best player for the Warriors by oh. far. Yeah, I agree. Even though, I like, thought, even though I will I thought give, KD. I thought KD would. Like you were saying, stop the bleeding at different points. I always felt like his his jumpers, his pull ups were always at at timely. They were always timely. He's, always had a you're right. He's so reliable. And he, and he hit that one memorable shot over J.R. Smith that put him up six with I think under a minute to go. That was just the backbreaker. See, that one and the one a couple plays before that. I don't know how much before that, but it might have been a whole quarter. But the one with the bounce. That bounce as high as like the shot clock. Yeah, those two were just brutal. You're like, man, it's just their day, man. And that's not to take anything away from Steph, but I think Steph struggled game one. Well, not game one. Game two, he struggled up until when he just went bananas. And then, um, yeah, sorry about that. Well technical thing but we're, we're all good um and then game three he, he shit the bed until the last like two minutes where he hit where he had five crucial points um and uh, you could tell they were trying to give him the mvp the last game where he had what i think 37 you know and he killed but you know kd just well, like bruce said kd was timely and it's just kd's 
timeliness or just reliability. You could always rely on KD for a bucket. Allow Steph to do what he does. Right. Steph can go and take all these crazy shots because he can make them. But if he doesn't, you're still okay because you got the KD insurance. Mm-hmm. You went out a couple years ago and you said, let me buy some KD insurance. You know? Right. And KD's, he's, he's, that's, the, that's Pemco. That's the best insurance you can buy right there. He's got your back, man. Yeah. So he, uh, man. You know what also is crazy? How bad of a shooting display Draymond Green put on in the finals. Yeah. He missed so many wide open jumps. They kept sagging But off they were him. anticipating that. I mean, that's why they left, like you just said, wide open jumpers. They were just like, we let him do whatever he wants to do all day long, which was. I can't think he hit the one game he hit two, but every other game he hit one or zero, and they was getting he was he was scared to shoot even running to the hoop all he was throwing those alley oops because he's a great passer, but he would not shoot it because anytime he did shoot it in motion it was a bad decision, you know, it was crazy though because we've seen him hit threes like I can remember after he got suspended, that that game seven he had like thirty three thirty four, you know he probably would have been MVP if they would have won he could have. So that means you know? Steph would have been 0 for 4. Right. And I still think Steph should have won the MVP in the Iguodala year. Oh, and that's the my. Oh, yeah, because Iguodala shut down LeBron. Right. I mean, Iguodala, he changes the game, but. That was, sar- that was sarcasm, everybody. You know? Yeah. LeBron had was averaging a triple double that series. In like 36. Right. So. But yeah, man, you know, Curry's, you know. Like, I have one of my buddies, a big Warrior fan, and he posted some stuff. It was all about Curry. And he posted some stuff about the great job that the Warriors organization has done with Curry, Clay, and Dre. No mention to KD. And it's, I don't know if you guys ever see online. But oh, shout out to Joey. That's, okay. That was Joey's post. Shout out to Joey. Right. What you see, Warrior fans, they don't really embrace KD like they do Steph and them, you know? Right. Steph is their guy. And KD's like he's he's their dude, but he's not he's not their guy because he he frustrates them a lot because when the when they're not clicking, it's usually because of KD's he goes kind of ISO mode, lack of yeah warrior offense, right? And non non warrior fans embrace KD and don't embrace Steph. It sure seems that way. No, I can see that. You know, I can see that. I did watch the parade, and I thought man, you know Steph, man, that's. It's why he's so popular, man. He was great in the parade, man. He was the guy running up and down, high-fiving everybody. I mean, yeah. for miles, he was that dude, man. He was letting Warrior fans spray him with champagne. He's just cuddly and likable, and, you know, he's that guy. Right. No, it's just off the court, he seems like a phenomenal dude. On the court, he's probably... Yeah, I mean, anyone that, you know, even his biggest fans will admit that he's arrogant. He's probably one of the more arrogant players. And you have to be arrogant to take the shots that he makes, but he makes them. Yeah, but he backs it up. He more than backs it up. Two-time MVP. But some of his theatrics, I mean, if you could just picture somebody else acting like that. What if if Russell danced? Well, Russell does the one. He'll do like uh, guns in the holster. Right. But I don't see him straight up doing shimmying and throwing mouthpieces. Right. Right, James Harden does the cooking thing. Bruce has thrown a mouthpiece before. <laughs> I mean, hey, but I mean, yeah, he's lovable by the fans. But as we, you know, we've heard and read articles, 
Curry's not very well liked amongst amongst uh, players. That's assumed. We don't know that for sure, but that's kind of the narrative. And, and from an outside perspective, looking in and from the uh, from the actions of the players, like we said, we don't know what happens behind closed doors. But you see, just the kind of resentment towards him. You do. I mean, he's they're like this guy's the first ever unanimous MVP. Like, yeah, he's he's that dude. But I was like, damn, I think it first ever unanimous MVP. I think I what did I call him? I called him the teacher's pet in the NBA. Yeah, they love him, man. Yeah. He's marketable. He's he's funny. He's got a good sense of humor. Like, you know, Dre, uh, Claymont, uh, Claymont. Clay is like just kind of dry. He doesn't show a lot of personality, and it's usually just like, yep, business as usual, done deal, go home. Yeah. You know? I like, I like Clay. I like, I mean, you know how I feel about Curry, but, you know, I like Clay. <laughs> you know, that's probably my more likable favorite player warrior on the on the team you know, so I'm, I'm definitely not a curry fan but i've explained why my difference for curry compared to lebron so oh i i'm with you uh i want to get into how i thought it was sickening um to hear the warriors after they won the championship keep talking about how hard this season was and how they feel bad for steve kerr and they, they were apologizing to steve kerr for all the shit that they put steve kerr through this year as a coach of them not listening, not tuning out, not buying in. Um, it's hard to stay focused, hard to stay motivated. To me, that's sickening. So it was a hard season because you're so good that no one could challenge you. You couldn't stay motivated because nobody was on your level. You know, so hard. That's that's for me. That's kind of weak though, because when in some of the games they got beat, when they got beat pretty handedly, the text started flying. Right, and yeah, and but it's like what? So it's because they're not motivated. You right. know what I'm saying? It's because oh, you know, we just kind of let that happen. When OKC smashed them by 30 at home, right? When they lost a 40 by 44 to Utah or 40 plus to Utah. And I yeah, I mean, we don't know what the details are behind that David West tweet about man. You guys have no idea what happened in this locker room. You have no idea what's happened with this team. We don't have no snitches in here. You know, it will never get out. We wouldn't even know there was anything to get out unless you brought that up. Right. Just keep going as business as usual. And if it was going to get out, it was going to get out. But, yeah, I mean, th- they kept it? saying how hard this season was because it was hard to buy in. I mean, I don't get why it's so hard. I mean, I don't know about – I mean, I can see what they were saying maybe about the regular season, but um, let's not forget – they had some difficult – let's not forget Houston. I mean, that was pretty much as we all thought the NBA Finals. I mean, they got to seven, and I, I was, I so wish. Me too. That CP3 was not hurt. <laughs> I think for we that all, game I, seven. I think we all do. I think all NBA fans wanted to see what was going to happen. Right, but I think you know, not to take away anything from Golden State winning their championships. You know, sometimes you need luck in order to um, get these championships i mean shoot cleveland's championship they got lucky with when draymond got suspended you know they did and curry was recovering from an injury but every finals every championship that they've won they're they've oh they get blessed by the basketball gods with some kind of luck which i mean that's what you need so like just the assembly of the team is some kind of luck, too, to be able to get Kevin Durant. The year he became available was the year that incredible TV contract spike. Right. 
But or K- K- Curry was hurt, and that's why his contract was so low for them to sign everyone else. The timing was just perfect. Yeah. So they've been blessed by the basketball gods. A lot of luck's been on their side. But um, three championships out of four years, and the maybe best, they have the best winning percentage in, in four seasons for ever. any team. It's the, like well, eight hundred. They're number or, one into. You could pick a couple of different stretches of this run, and they're number one and two for winning percentage. But, but in the last four years, oh, I always saw one where it was like the first three or the second three years. Oh yeah, are yeah both no, one it's two. the last. It's the yeah. last four years. Well, so in the playoffs, since they've got Kevin Durant, they're thirty-two and six. Yeah, so like how we started off the pod, this is you can. He's the difference maker, right? No, I'm just yeah, thirty-two and six. So take away those three losses against Houston, thirty-two and three versus everyone else not named Ole. Um, you have to take away the wins too. Then it'd be twenty-eight, right, and three versus the rest of the NBA. And that's where the that's why people do pose the question of: Is it good for the NBA? The movie's over before it started. We knew all year the Warriors were gonna win. Now the Houston gave them the fight that we thought at one point we thought OKC was gonna give them a fight that didn't happen. They didn't play as OKC wasn't as good as I thought they were gonna be. Um, Houston was even better than I thought they were going to be. And I was on the Houston train out the jump, and they killed. Yeah. And yeah, I w- felt bad for the Houston because you remember if we go back to our playoff preview, you know, I was the one who picked them to you, win. And, yeah, you and, did uh, pick Houston. And I, I, pick, I picked yeah. Houston to win the championship, but all but at the beginning of the season, I, oh. kind, of, I, I kind of figured Golden State was going to take it. Uh, yeah, it's just... It, it just it's unfortunate that we can't see we couldn't see Kawhi in the first round versus versus the Warriors. We couldn't see DeMarcus Cousins. You know what I'm saying? We couldn't yep. see Chris Paul in game seven. Or six. Or six. Or six yeah, very true. Or six. And then um you know, and they, they the Cavs are just not up to the level in of the Warriors and that was evident after game one. Right. I still stand by I think I'm not saying they would have. I think Cleveland would have done a lot better versus the Houston, because I think Cleveland. I think Golden State has three defenders better than any defender on Houston, in my opinion. See, that's funny because I thought if Boston would have won, I thought they would have posed a bigger threat. I agree to Golden State because they're more team oriented. So yeah, it's just uh, they wouldn't have beat Golden State, but they would have at least won a game. I bet probably would have gone six. Maybe they would have so. gone six. They just have more versatility, more depth. They would have been a yeah, better they matchup. Are, they are depth. Yeah, they're depth. And we'll get into Boston a little bit later in the pod. Um, I was going to say about the Chris Paul thing. And I like Chris Paul. Most people don't. But once their rotation got shortened, when they realized they could only go seven, is it not a coincidence that Chris Paul gets hurt? And I, and I roll with Chris Paul. But it's like, man, his minutes go up. He's just not durable. See? And you you guys gave me a bunch of shit earlier in the year when I was like, does Houston need another ball handler, you know, just to take some pressure off, give, give buy those guys some minutes? Do they need to sign? I mean, they some? already have enough. But as we saw in the playoffs, they didn't but have But you enough. can't buy players for injuries, you know? No, but... Uh, um, I mean, it looks like they have uh, enough that they took them seven. Insurance yeah. purposes. You know what I'm saying? For, to anticipate something well, like this. Gordon, I, don't, I don't know I who, was going to say Gordon. He Gordon, balled they, out. They, Gordon handled the ball. He was the guy. He was getting to the cup at will. Right. But, pretty much. But, Chris, but what I'm saying is D'Antoni had to shorten his rotation. Right. 
But if you had just one more ball handler instead of Aaron Jackson or instead of uh, who else? They had uh, I mean, uh, they, R.J. Hunter. Instead of one of those guys, you could have just signed someone. I mean, he, I, mean he, I don't know if it's a guy, anyone you sign who's on that level of probably minimum contract because they wouldn't be able to afford much more. I'm talking about before. I mean, this was in, what was I talking oh. about this? In December or January. You bring somebody in. I mean, who knows? Trade deadline, buyouts. Right. They're. You know, I mean, someone would have helped, right? But exactly. I, that's what. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, they had enough to win that series. Just Chris Paul came down on a non-contact injury. Once his workload increased, the injury happened, right. and that's kind of been the unfortunate story of his career. You know, and that's just too bad. But Houston didn't make the finals, so we don't need to talk a lot about them right now. Um, let's talk about just the playoffs in general, man. Like as a whole, they. You know, last October when this all got started, we pretty much predicted Cleveland and Golden State. Yeah. But that Cleveland team that made the finals was a whole different team than it was in October. 24 players were on the Cleveland roster this season, which is an incredible amount. 24. Uh, I mean, you can give Kobe Altman credit. I mean, he – so everyone's like, oh, I bet they wish they had D. Wade now or Isaiah Thomas now. That's also assuming that those guys would be on the team in healthy, in in as LeBron likes to say, available. Right, because Isaiah Thomas ended up getting hurt, and he had to get surgery, I believe, because he was out. Yeah, he missed the rest of the season so, for the Lakers. Uh, probably somebody they wish they could have had is Jay Crowder. I like Crowder. He would have been a. He a, just did. A, he wasn't another, fitting in next to LeBron for whatever reason. Right, but. He would have been great to have. Man. Over JR. Take some of JR's minutes. D Rose, you couldn't get any worse than your backup point guard position. D Rose w- was killing, right? But not for, I don't know what it was. It's just maybe it's playing with LeBron. Right. Play, maybe Lou couldn't construct it. Probably because D Rose probably had to play off the ball and he's never done that. Right. There was guys that they had that were good, but they didn't look that great with Cleveland. But, you know, so that's just what I'm saying is they made it with the team they had. So that's still a success. Like, they made the finals. So you can say, oh, what if they w- bet they wish they had them? That's if they – we don't even know if they would have made it with those guys. True. LeBron, it ba- he barely got over the hump with the guys he had. Now, what if those other guys stayed and they, they were struggling with those dudes in the regular season? What if they had a lower seed and they had to play the Sixers or they were a lower seed and then, they, you know, they would have lost the game seven to Indiana in the first round. It was that close. They did make it. So I think Kobe Altman's moves were good, even though I, Clarkson looked like – Clarkson and Smith have to be the dumbest duo in the league. <laughs> I, 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 I basketball IQ-wise. I thought all the moves were, were fine. It's just that it, some of those guys, like you're saying, their mind – I don't know what, what their mind went when it was the finals, but, you know, the bright lights, big stage, you know, and, and, and you've never been in that environment before. Uh, which could be, you know, obviously could be Clarkson's excuse. Obviously, JR's been there before, so he doesn't really have an excuse. But, um, but yeah, so those guys just disappeared. But I think it's just, you know, when you got... I liked all those players that they added, but again, how much of them had big-time playoff experience? I just feel like you probably should have turned to Rodney Hood a little bit sooner. That was where I was going to go next. Um, he shouldn't it, get credit for putting in Hood. He should have been playing earlier. He should have... Yeah. But shout out to Rodney Hood for just being a pro. Staying ready. Yeah. All right, kids. Stay ready. 
Because what he he had he had twelve in game three, something like that. It might even been more than that. He came he came 12, through. 15. He Wait was... a second. You're gonna give him props for being a pro and staying ready. He had to stay ready. He had to he had to save face for his little incident before. I mean, all the talk about Rodney Hood before he got some time and came in was obviously him being pissed off about getting put in garbage time. So you knew he was gonna put his best foot forward. You know, that guy's he's in a contract situation. Come on. But I think he but, still but, deserves but, credit. But he could have been like, right. fuck it. But he what? came in the finals versus one of the best defensive teams of our era and was getting buckets when no one else could get buckets. Right. And I think just kind of like looking at the matchups and how guys were playing, I thought, you know, you could have gone to him sooner, maybe instead of Clarkson. You know, I'm a I'm a Clarkson guy since day one, but obviously he was struggling the entire playoffs. So why not turn the hood? Why not switch it up? You know, that some coaching things that I think Tyron Lue wish he could have got back and tried differently. I don't think it would have mattered. Maybe it would have made it a little closer. But in the end, I mean, you just like Golden State. There's just strength in numbers. You know, and it's just they they. they they're so top heavy, but they their role players came through. Sean Livingston played phenomenal. Iggy came through in the games that he played. Jordan Bell and JaVel McGee played well. Um, and that just, man. The thing is, what this also does is, like we mentioned, I was going to say about Clarkson. Someone said about Clarkson, I thought it was great, that he plays basketball like they're not keeping score. Oh, yeah. I heard that the other day. And it's like he does. It's just like we're just we're just playing. We're just practicing. We're just scrimmaging. No score. Just shoot your shots. And he plays like they don't know if they're up ten, down ten, tie game. But I think one thing this shows about going forward with the Warriors is more guys I think are just going to buy in and or or just join the squad. Like a guy I actually thought about could be their next Iggy is like a Jay Crowder type of guy. Yeah. Hard nose can shoot it, can handle it. Was it down to just be the backbone. But what I see, Ariza, Ariza would consider them. I could see that. It's like, where are they get all this? Was he going to take a minimum deal? Because KD's going to, and that's something, you know, we should also discuss is Draymond already came out and said, I took less for KD, so I'm not going to take, I'm, I want my Supermax. You know, the, he, him and Clay said they're not going to sign extensions this summer, which is smart on their part. They can make more money next summer. Um, he said he's already going to want the Supermax. The owner already came out. Joe Lacob said he already um, came out and said, uh, and Bob Myers said that, who's the GM, said that KD can just have whatever contract he wants. So these guys are going to end up paying massive, massive luxury tax when all these massive guys, yeah when all the contracts kick in, like when Curry's on like the ginormous max deal. Or whatever. He has one of the top five richest contracts in league history, I believe. I mean, he should. Two-time MVP. Right. But um, And the thing about that. One asterisk, asterisk, two-time MVP. No, asterisk. there are two. Come on, don't Steve Nash him, bro. Give him his credit. Asterisk, two to uh, one. Should be one. I'm, I'm fi- when, when he got Harden that first year, I was hella pissed. The, the year he got unanimous, I was mad he got unanimous because I don't feel like he deserved it. Unanimous, but he deserved MVP. 
I, he just, I agree. He deserved the, the year that he got unanimous. He deserved MVP. I don't know necessarily. I agree with you, but you, you and I talked about this before. You know that was Harden's. Right. So, um, yeah, they're going to have to. The thing about they, that tax is it, it goes to repeater tax. So every right. year you're in it, it was the double. next year you're in it, it goes even more. Right. So Unless they are, they're already in the repeater. Right. I know. That's what I'm saying. And it's going to keep on growing. Right. But in, if it was know. two times, now it's two and a half. A lot of guys. Three. I could see a lot of guys doing what they did for when they were in Miami and just signing that one-year veteran minimum deal to come play with the best. But I think we're, you know, and this is something we'll get into maybe at a later part, is wherever LeBron goes, I can definitely see guys taking less money or, you know, a minimum contract to try to play with him and try to get the championship, you know, try to play for a ring or just to even play with the best in the game right now. So I mean, speaking about that, I'll give the Warriors credit because, you know, we talked about they lost some guys in the offseason and obviously KD and dealing with, you know, obviously the financial side with those four players demanding what they demand in, in payroll and being over the luxury tax and paying those repeater fees. But, you know, we talked about this year, oh, the Warriors could be weakened because of the lack of maybe depth on their bench. But I'll give them credit. Those, a lot of those guys stepped up this year, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's, you know, that's attributed to Bob Myers, their GM, and Steve Kerr for implementing the system and having the belief in guys. I mean, they're, they had Quinn Cook, you know, uh, G League, you know, all-star as their starting point guard for the last, I don't know how many games because Curry was out and he performed well. And, you know, that's just the the belief that Steve Kerr puts in these guys is just, it's, it's dope to see. It's real dope to see as a basketball fan. You know, that's what you want as a coach. And, you know, just, or that's what you want as a player for your coach to believe in you like that. So, um, you know, we've, harped on this you know the warriors Cavs. uh just a couple more things we'll get into real quick uh i mean kd kd lebron obviously the best two players in the world i think my personal take is obviously lebron's the best player in the world it's not obviously to everybody true true but um i think you can see the gap between the two, I, and I say that because don't be a blog boy, right? I say that my this is my personal opinion. I say that because KD has forty three points and like fifteen rebounds in game three when Steph kind of shit the bed, and everybody's just going bananas. They're going ballistic because he had forty because he got busy, right? Behind. Career high. That was a playoff career sure. high for and him. He, and he hit the dagger. And, you know, in the moment, that's great. But look at what LeBron did all playoffs. You know what I'm saying? 34-9-9 nine nine were his averages. Right. And how many games of over 40? Eight. In the playoffs. Eight games over 40 in the playoffs. And it's just like it's nothing. You know what I'm saying? So that just shows me he's at 33. He's still the best player in the league. Granted, KD... Is making a run for it, but I still think run but KD, for it, run but, for it. But also, KD, and this is just how they were built. He has the luxury. If he has an off game, 
Who does he have to save him? Uh, Steph, best shooter in the world, best point guard, top uh, 10 NBA player. Clay, second best shooter in the world, top three shooting guard in the league. Draymond, top one of the best defenders in the league, top three power forward. You know what I'm saying? He has the luxury to, if he if he has 17 you know, and, and is six for twenty or game one, eight for twenty-two. Right, that they still have, that they're still going to have a chance. And he to had win. like, I think, in the fourth quarter in overtime, he had three. Right, and everyone was like, "Oh man, KD," because he had played bad a couple fourth quarters against Houston. Right, and then, uh, but you, LeBron doesn't have that luxury. You know what I'm saying? No, LeBron didn't. Um, LeBron did hop on the Heat, but he didn't hop on a seventy-three win team. True. As we all know how that goes. Right. LeBron doesn't also have tattoos of men on him. <laughs> Multiple tattoos of other famous men he does not know. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <coughs> Hashtag Rick James. <laughs> Hashtag Tupac. But uh, there's some, this is a little point I wanted to bring up and uh, about the Warriors and, and Curry and, and th- during this whole recruitment process. So I'm listening to a podcast uh, from Blacktop Smack Talk from uh, Chris Mannix uh, from Yahoo Sports, and there was a writer on there that talked about how the Warriors were recruiting KD that entire season, the whole year from the start. So from the jump, they're recruiting him. Okay, whatever, that's fine. We all knew about that, but what I did not know was the Warriors felt that. Curry was carrying too much of an offensive load, so to help ease the burden of him, they put the full court press to sign KD. And this is all while they're winning 73 games. So I guess they didn't know they were going to win 73, but proceed. But it's just kind of, to me, it's kind of interesting that you're, and, and I've had a lot of guys at the time tell me Curry was better than LeBron. You know, that year, unanimous MVP, blah, blah, blah. Um, it, it's kind of funny to me how, like, they felt Curry was carrying so much of a load that they had to go recruit the second best player in the league. You know, that I, Russell's had to do that. Westbrook, LeBron, Kobe, Harden. They've had to shoulder so much of the load consistently over the years. They're not going out and getting the second best player in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, does that make sense? Is I, that- I mean, we brought this up. I think you and I had a little talk about this off, off air, but I'm actually, I have to disagree. I, I'm not, it doesn't surprise me because if you're a unanimous MVP, the first ever in, in league history and you won 73 games, I, I think logically in your mind, you're thinking, whoa, this guy is unanimous MVP on a 73-win team. He must have been killing, especially offensively. And that's a load that just can't maintain. You've got two things that first never happened. A 73-win team. 73, wait, 73-win MVP. what? 73-win so what? 73 wins. 73-win, what's the next word you said? Team, team, of course. team. I get that. The team is yeah, obviously no. Have a unanimous MVP, okay, but the so team is shouldering the load. It's not like he. It's not like he fucking averaged thirty-eight and only won forty-one well, games. The I, I team is it, already I, shouldering the load that you're saying that, they, they it needed. Seem that far-fetched to me to think that like because oh, it's has it ever happened in NBA history? 
So it's pretty far fetched. Both of those things have never happened. Well, anyone that okay, anyone that had seventy wins, sixty eight wins. I, I can see. I mean, look at. I mean, to me, like I again, it doesn't seem. I I don't think the action, and this is what I've said before, the action is far fetched as far as trying to bring in somebody to share the offensive load. I think the response is the product that came back. Like, it doesn't surprise me, like, hey, we had a unanimous MVP. He had 73 wins. This guy was working his butt off. Uh, he might have set, is that the year he set the three points made record as well or something like that yeah. in the season? Yeah, that was And it. so you might be like, man, we need to lift up, lift some of this offensive burden. And we wouldn't be, it wouldn't have been as big of a deal if the product that came back wasn't the level of K wasn't KD the level you just wasted four minutes thing. of my life you, I'm, I didn't waste anything of your life I'm just saying that's <laughs> where that's where everyone's hung up on is whoa many teams would bring in maybe bring in somebody else to yeah, share the Jay Crowder so much, but you would you would exactly and it wouldn't it wouldn't be newsworthy it's just like what the they got KD because most people... That's the whole point, though, bro. In a million years, nobody would have thought I, that. I think... So it doesn't surprise me them doing that. It's like, hey, we need to bring another offensive piece. Maybe the guy, typically a GM would probably, hey, another offensive piece. Maybe a guy that's going to be a 15 to 20 points point score. You just wouldn't think in a million years that, whoa, they landed the second best player. And I think that's where... More but it wasn't like the they landed him. Me. They recruited him for months, bro. Yeah, and, and they recruited... And, I'm just saying, you just, it's one of those things where, like, as you're a coach, you're like, hey, you know, hey, look at that, that number, that dime piece over there. I'm going to go holler at her, and it's going to be a waste of my time. There's no way that they're going to go for me. And then all of a sudden, like, whoa, shit, she actually digs me, and she's going with me, and I never thought in a million years that would happen. That's and every I think day that of my was life. Kind of more the case with that was like, oh, we'll recruit KD, but we've obviously got. The probably the the plan A, B, and C, and we're just gonna throw it out there and go after KD. It was probably plan D, and there's no way we're gonna get him. Oh, snaps, we got him. Let's see. Okay, let's see. That's a you you present a valid argument. My rebuttal to that is, if they felt his workload was so much, then what does that say about Clay? What does that say about um, Draymond? What's it say about Harrison Barnes at the time was about 15 points a game? You know, which I mean, that's not that's not a bum. No, we no, made... and I agree with you. And I and when we had this conversation before, I I said the exact same. And you know, I'm not a, a Curry fan. This is the exact same thing I said. Man, what I said that was my point too. What does that say about Clay? What's their if I was them? What what's right. that belief they have in me? You know, if I was Clay, you know, and and it, it makes sense. But I think I think all of you would all of us would agree. Do do we? Looking at that roster at the time, did you do you think of Draymond as a offensive threat? Did you think of Harrison Barnes as a strong offensive threat? I said if I was Clay, I, I'd be more. That's the guy I said that I'd be more hurt about that of anyone. I don't think Clay is hurt at all. I think he his record speaks for itself. Motherfucker scored thirty seven and a quarter in like sixty something in a game. Yeah, and I don't think he's right. hurt, but I'm just saying, like, if I was Clay, I'd be like, huh, that's peculiar. Like they didn't think, you know, and and with and with his demeanor and who he is, I don't think he, you know, lost sleep on it. But that was, right. you know, I agree with you, Adam. It was kind of like, hey, wait, 
know, I just, and I'm a big Clay fan. I yeah, you know, I I think my biggest thing is like, well, you have the unanimous MVP, what, and you have a 20 point per game score, 15 points a game from Harrison Barnes. Draymond gives you the versatility. You had the bench, and um, you have Livingston Barbosa at the time. Uh, Iguodala, that's a solid. You know, you have a solid Andrew Bogut, who's inaugural piece of that um, team. That's a solid. Used to have David Lee, right? David Lee, <laughs> David yeah. Lee in that first championship. I'm just, it just, if you, that's a pretty stacked team, and no, the way, in the way they play, I, I'm, I think my biggest thing is like, dang, you know, it doesn't make does it make me look at Curry a little bit different? Like, dang. He, but let's think. Let's think of that time period too. He, one of those. Well, I mean, one thing was great was Curry was blessed with with health that year, to be able to do that. And I think the GMs were thinking ahead, like, man, we got this guy, unanimous MVP, out here, most threes made in the season, seventy three win team. You, you know, uh, best offense and numbers he ever put. Can he sustain that with? Obviously, he's had some health issues, some health concerns a lot in the past. Right. You know, we might want to get that workload off him to keep this MVP type candidate healthier. Kind of, you know, so I I don't know. It doesn't affect me that much. It's just interesting. I find it. I just found it kind of interesting. You know, I'm not hating on Curry because he's phenomenal. You know, top 30 to 40 player of all time. But uh, I just. I found that little tidbit interesting that I did not know about. So I just wanted to bring that to the attention. I'll play Sano's advocate here and just say, well, if you can do whatever you can to make your team better within the rules of the game, why not do it? Sure. We're just doing what every other team should do. Why shouldn't every team try to go get KD? Right. You know, but we didn't break any laws or break any rules. So we're just trying to get KD and all the other teams are stupid for not doing it. Right. So I think moving forward, um, we had we were on the topic of Clay Thompson, and I think uh, this next kind of segment is going to talk about have Clay and Draymond Green established themselves as um, Hall of Fame players. And I'd be interesting to hear what my comrades. My hombres. Yeah, what they have My to say hombres. Because I have a strong kind of opinion about it, but I would like to hear what they think. I mean, it's an interesting debate, you know? And uh, right now, you got to go with what we have. Even though I have a feeling they'll probably win four or five titles, maybe even more. Um, well, KD will always be one less than them, which is cool. But uh, Clay and Dre are at three, and they'll probably get four or five. But at three right now... Are they Hall of Famers? Uh, I think they both are. You know, I think Clay is. I mean, Clay's career average is probably hovering just under twenty, and he's got some great individual performances. So, but Cl- no, no so, awards. So Clay, he might have got thirteen, right? Okay, so Clay, his career average is nineteen point two points, three point four rebounds, two point three assists. Um, a career 42% shooter from three. He'll probably be number two all-time in he, threes made. He's a four-time All-Star and two-time All-NBA. Do those numbers, let's just say as of right now. Those he, numbers in three championships. One of and which. A, and a gold medal. One of which, the first one, he was, he was even more important than he is now. That second one, he was, he was man, he was the engine right behind Curry. You know? Right. 
I think I think Clay would be. Three titles would do it to you, man. Three titles of averaging, you know, not, not like Robert Ory three titles. This is like, you know. I don't know. I, I think going into going being a Hall of Fame player, they look at the individual stats is, and, the, I, and the accolades. And I, I personally don't see him. I see Draymond Green more. And be, okay. Because of the accolades of because he's what two time defensive player is it two time or one I want two times he should have got it I thought right but he's first team a bunch but oh but. yeah yeah no he's probably the best defender in basketball but I think no he he won it twice okay because he was yeah because he was beefing because Kawhi won it over him and he was trying to get three I thought but perhaps um yeah I think he he poses. And according to Basketball Reference, as of right now, Draymond is higher on the um, Hall of Fame probability than uh, Clay Thompson. Yeah, what's Clay Thompson's? His Hall of Fame probability as of right now is twenty four percent. Really? And what's what's um twenty seven percent? So sometimes that's those things they don't factor in championships. I think I remember reading that on Basketball Reference. They don't know. I don't know if they can factor in champion. They just factor in individual player success. I think. Because I mean, you look at you look at um, Draymond, three-time All Star, three-time All Defensive Team, two-time All NBA. Oh, oh, you're right, Chuck. I'm sorry. He was a one-time Defensive Player. One-time. Okay. Yeah, Kawhi is the one that won it back to back. So I think those number that. Because he's been all NBA and he's been um, all defense, I think those accolades speak a little more to me than 19 points a game and you know you're a four-time All Star. That's just my personal take. Bruce, I mean, true, Bruce. What do you think? What do you, do you have an opinion? Yeah, I mean, uh, I like the the argument you're making there, Adam. Um, you know. <laughs> the individual um, awards, you know, Draymond does have, uh, you know, one of those defensive uh, player of the year titles. Um, those, as well as the, uh, I don't know, I, yeah, what do you give me the career individual stats? I don't know if that's from uh, as far as far as Clay goes. I don't know if that's uh, necessarily Hall Hall of Fame worthy. Well, then you can um, say the same about the- Dre's individual career stats. They're Going to be like 10 and a half or 11, 6 and 5. I think I think he'll, yeah, his points will probably be down, but I'm going to guess his, his rebounds and assists are going to be quite a bit higher than uh, Clay. Sure, it's higher um, than Clay, but but I'm just saying it's still going to be a career numbers of 11, 6 and 5, which will not strike anybody as a Hall of Famer. No, no, but so, I mean, as of right now today, True. I mean, perhaps, perhaps both, both are not. His, um, but obviously the rings carry weight. His career, uh, his career averages that, is nine point three, five point seven, or no, six point nine, four point six, one point four, one point one. And I just, Ooh. I mean, that that sounds like I don't know if you're getting in even with five rings. I mean, that just yeah, right. Off, off I think stats. I think I think right now maybe uh, neither are. 
but obviously they have got I, I think much I, years in front of them, and then the rings will bolster that, and then obviously they have a shot at more individual awards. I, but. Yeah, that's. I think that's what I'm going. I'm my argument for Draymond is the individual success that he's earned. And granted, he's one of the best defensive players that I've witnessed in a long time. And you know, he has the he's backed it up. You know, um, has he ever been? Has he ever been all like third team All NBA? Yeah, last year he was mainly. third team All NBA. The year before he was second team All NBA. Yeah, plus he's been probably first team All Defense for yeah. a while. The last three years. <laughs> yeah, and then this so, year. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I think yeah, I would probably agree with you that. You know, I know, and again, I know we're in an offensive world, so points mean mean something. But probably to more basketball purists, it's probably more their obviously yeah, I mean, PER. So uh, I'd, I'd like to and, see and and defense uh, mean something. So I I could agree with Adam that perhaps Draymond's a little slightly is ahead of Clay yeah, as see? far as that Hall of Fame. But didn't you say that Dr- Clay has a third team too, right? Uh, a third-team yeah. All-NBA. But what I'm saying, I wonder how many players in the Hall of Fame that don't have 20,000 points. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. kind of like the staple. Because I, that's what I'm going to ask. Is Ben Wallace in the Hall of Fame? No. Okay. So what I was going to ask you, Charlie, was what's your compelling case for Dennis Rodman being a Hall of Famer but not Draymond Because Green? he was an elite rebounder, like 16 a game, like all-time, some of the best, okay. besides the Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain years. Okay, so the 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 elite rebounding. I mean, maybe Robin was a two-time. He has two-time defensive player. Okay, no, but okay, so that's that's what him apart. I mean, I mean, those like what did he average? Like sixteen rebounds for like five, six, seven straight years. Right, which is incredible amount of rebounds in any era. And his size too. In any era, you know, which is incredible. Like Draymond does it all, but he doesn't get he doesn't even get ten rebounds a game in any season, or even for like a seven-game stretch. I mean. One thing is interesting. If you look at that B-ball reference, the um, Hall of Fame predictor, I mean, Joe Johnson is 50%. So I don't think there's any way Joe Johnson makes the Hall of Fame before Clay or Dre. Yeah. Are right? you serious? Why would He might. He might just based off of... Joe like Johnson's not making a Hall of Fame. Of Joe Johnson's not making a Hall of Fame. I would be... Yeah, I don't I'm, know. Minus him being like a seven-time All-Star, I don't really, I can't. Me personally, I can't. John see. Wall's ahead of Draymond Green. Yeah. No one's, um, no one's going to put Joe Wall. Johnson, Joe Johnson's the points. That's why he's going to make it. But that's why I said yeah. about twenty thousand points. It's kind of like a staple. Mm-hmm. You know. It's like oh, I mean, you know, there's got like Rodman. He obviously doesn't have twenty thousand points. Nowhere near it. But it's a, it's yeah, a, he got through. So like, well, when you thought before you brought up Rodman, I thought about Ron Harper. How many rings did he get with MJ? Two or three? Three. He was and part so, of the three P. And, and Ron Harper was a 22-23 point per game score before joining right. Jordan with the Clippers. Right. It's not like Jordan didn't have squad two. Right. Right. Harper, Rodman were beasts in other areas. And he got two rings with the Lakers. Harper. Yeah. So he's got five rings. Yeah. I don't. I'm sure he doesn't have twenty thousand points. I'm right. sure he's probably not even highly considered for the Hall of Fame. I. Uh, something you kind of um, it's just interesting now is Chris Webber hasn't even made the Hall of Fame and he's for sure got 20,000 points and that's just you know obviously him and Draymond are different players but 
it's kind of interesting yeah to see yeah i think you just gotta dominate you know I mean, a stat line like i mean like we talked about robin like Robin for a career averaged 13.1 rebounds, which is insane. Chris Bosch, <laughs> Chris Bosch has a, according to Basketball Reference, has a 99% chance to be a Hall of Famer. I've, I, I've talked about that before, actually. I, yeah. I, you know, I never would have thought that, to be 100% honest. Yeah, I mean, those two, those two rings do something for you. Yeah. So Ron Harper's Hall of Fame probability is 7%. That's crazy. And he had a nine-year stretch where he averaged 19 and a half. Nine years in a row of averaging 19 a game. But then he went to the Bulls, and the last six, seven years of his career, he never averaged 10 again. Right. Really. So. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting debate. Um, do I think both of those guys will end up as, as Hall of Famers? Maybe one of the two. I don't know who. But I, if I was to vote right now, I'd go Draymond. But that's just me. Right. Obviously, things could change and. You know what not? But if they both get five rings, I think that'll lock them both in, because they're both could, huge catalysts to five that. rings. I could probably see that. It's like Ron Harper was a, was important, but the catalysts was you know really MJ and Pitt. You know, right? So okay, we we've talked so much about the Warriors, and we don't even have Sano, who is our biggest Warrior supporter, and biggest LeBron hater so it's actually been a nice pod we haven't had to deal with his bullshit so anyways moving on to we're gonna talk about a couple more teams on what our thoughts are about them moving forward um Charlie has a big thing he wants to talk about with his next team with the Houston Rockets obviously one game away and one quarter away because twice twice well they got routed in game six but still they walked into that game they were one game away from going oh, yeah, to the finals yeah, yeah. and lost. But I'm saying they were one quarter because it was a close in the third quarter. Because Golden State won on that big-ass yeah. run. But they got it to within six, I believe, in the fourth. But anyways, Houston is in a really interesting position. Uh, there's obviously, they've made some noise about wanting to go after LeBron. And then news last week broke that they are going to aggressively go after Paul George. Uh, we read that they they would have to do some crazy things to gut their roster to get one of those guys. And not to mention, and what Charlie's about to talk about, is they still need to re-sign Chris Paul. Which he, I think they will do. He gave up a lot of money in L.A. to, you know, to play for the Rockets. Although... There's no state tax in Texas, so he maybe didn't lose as much as we thought, but he did turn down $200 million from right from guaranteed the, from the Clippers. But he felt like he's reached the top of the mountain with that organization. Right. And, and Doc you know, Rivers, he was done. Doc Rivers and Blake and DeAndre. Well, not maybe not DeAndre, but, you know, it's just like, you know, it's time for a change, which happens in sports and in life, actually. So... So, so basically, yeah, it, we're, I, I was debating about, is it a smart move for the Houston Rockets, who are a contender, probably the second best team in the NBA, ahead of the Cavs, to sign Chris Paul? And Chris Paul, if they were to sign Chris Paul to the max, that Chris Paul is not going to settle for anything less. It is a five-year deal worth $205 million. Ugh. 
Now, it sounds like a lot, you know, that, but that's where the contracts are getting. Like, John Wall just got, like, 210 or something, I think, right? Yeah, have fun with that, Washington. So, the Chris Paul deal, his contract will break down like this. Next year, 35 mil, and then 38 mil, 41 mil, 43 mil, and then in 2022, Chris Paul will be 37 years old, and he will be getting $46 million. Now, this is, a, this is something that Chris Paul and LeBron themselves fought for in the CBA as uh, leaders of the Players Union. They went and, and went to bat for the older players so the older players can get the max contracts to. Right. So is it smart to pay Chris Paul $46 million when he's 37 years old in 2022 when he's already shown that he's very injury prone? He's a baller. He's a killer. He's a competitor. He's a fighter. He helps the team out. He was cheering everyone on. He's a good, you know, seems like he's a good teammate, but he seems like he's also a prick to the other players. <clears throat> but the thing is, is, is Chris Paul worth it? No, he's not. But is it worth it to not have him? There's only so many Chris Paul-like players in the NBA. There's don't, Chris Pauls don't grow on trees. Right. You have to, and as Daryl Morey, the owner or GM of the Rockets, has said, I'm obsessed with beating the Warriors, and if you're not obsessed with beating the Warriors, I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah, that should be your goal. And you could also tell the difference he made in that series and in James Harden's MVP season. You know, I think it, a lot of it attributes to having Chris Paul and his leadership and his being able to take the load off of um, James Harden, which enabled James to really really dominate this year he dominated wait last adam year. adam did you refer to taking off the low offensive load off of a star player huh? yeah that's what I i'm making said. a i'm making a reference back to where we talked about bringing kd to the warriors oh, to take oh, oh but you know load. what oh, oh yeah Chris, oh, oh, oh but yeah, wait but, did james harden win a fucking championship yeah, and did they fucking win 73 games? And is Chris Paul the second best player in the league? Oh! Oh! Don't get, don't get Wait, did James Harden win an Did James Harden win an MVP? Did James Harden win an MVP? Right. Was James Harden a two-time MVP? You want us to continue, but you stopped the flow. Bam. Anyway. All right. Like I was saying... It was evident in that series how much of a difference maker Chris Paul is. Now, do I personally think it's smart for them to give a max contract to a guy who's 33? And already injured? With health concerns? If it was me, I would try to see if they could do maybe a three-year because the five is the full max, right, the, for the contracts? It's five, not it four. It is five, but that's what Chris Paul fought for. He fought mm. for the oh, age in which your max contract can start and how long it can go. Yeah, he's probably – and he's the fucking president. He created this right. for himself. He's the player. He's the president of the Player Association. Exactly. Oh, yeah. He was thinking ahead. He, so was, I, he, he was crafty. Yeah, crafty. I think he's fucking probably going to get the max. The thing is, is – Full five years. Will he – because he wants to win as bad as Houston wants to win. But mm -hmm. him taking that contract depletes the chances of them winning right, to an it, extent. It doesn't free – yeah, they'd have to move a lot to get more uh, it's, it's money, just, yeah. more available money. Because what's killing them right now is the Ryan Anderson deal. And uh, 
what was the article I sent you guys that what was it by Woj that showed what Houston has to do in order to get LeBron, and it's pretty much gutting your the whole roster. Yeah, and that's the problem with getting star players is like when Carmelo went to the Knicks, they gave up everybody. But this isn't any player. No, but when you get the best player in the league, and I mean. We'll talk about free agency in a few weeks and fits and, you know, all that shit. But, yeah, it's it, they have to go through a lot to get just to get LeBron. And ha- Chris Paul resigning for the max, like Charlie said, does not help the situation at all. I think Houston's, I don't know, they're much better off just if they're going to resign Chris. And just, just run it back with their squad because they and showed, run it, yeah, run it they, back. They with, showed that they can beat the Warriors, right? When healthy, they can go toe to toe. Do you think? Do you think Chris might go for? Nah, I know the max. I know he wants that. Maybe you don't think he might go for a, uh, you know, something short with the player option, a two-year player for next year player option. That's what I just said. I, that's what I, that's what I presented. But then Charlie. Reminded me that he is the president of the player association and he fought for Excuse me the max the max money and The longevity of the contracts and whatnot. So it since that's the case I just have a hard time. I have a hard time seeing that. I feel like someone like him really like you know, and again, it's about what, how much do they value the, the chasing of the ring and putting the organization position to be able to do other, maybe other things. I don't think you know? so. so. I don't, but, I, I yeah, don't, but when I don't, you're a player, you got to get your money too. Right. I guess, and so. I think, I think what was evident this year is he showed, Houston showed that they can beat the Warriors. When healthy, yes. they can beat the Warriors. They can. You know, you have them down 3 2. You get hurt in the closing seconds of game, and five. you had home court advantage, and you have home court number advantage. one seed, sixty-seven wins or so. So, yeah, it's gonna be. I'm intrigued to see what happens with, with Houston. Um, you know, if they run it back, you know, maybe shore up a little bit of their bench, uh, the end of their bench. But I, I could see them. Don't lose. It. Well, that's the other problem is. Isn't Capella due? Yeah, that's another thing. So there's no way you can sign Capella and Chris Paul. And there's no... I mean, you probably could just do those two. Yeah, but not, like, bring in LeBron. Yeah, you can't keep Capella. And Capella's it, huge for them, man. Unless... Well, shit. And then, then you see, if they lose Capella, you see who's trying to come. DeAndre Jordan. To the Rockets? Right. He's been talking about that all year. Ever since that little melee in... Um, right. Between those two teams. Yeah. He he wants to come. He but wants he wants out uh, of the clip show. But huh? the fit, I, I being a basketball guy, like I look at fit more than guy. Okay, well the D'Antoni will just make it work. But Capella, I think, is a younger version of DeAndre Jordan. Maybe a better shot blocker. Yeah, I mean Capella's I nice, man. Yeah, but that's why he's gonna command that bread. Which he deserves. I could see a team throwing a lot of money at him. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, like like you said, it's kind of like who has the leverage? Because the owners have some leverage with the like, man, these players want to win. It's like, well, yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now, if you sign this contract, Chris Paul, I'm, I can't do certain things. 
right? I can't. But Chris Paul is like, man, why should I give a billionaire a break? Right. You know, I should never give a billionaire a break when I'm just a millionaire. <laughs> but that's where it's it's tough. You know, it's like you succumb to the pressure of, well, fuck, man, I want this max. I want to be the max because he already took a pay cut this year. Right. He's and not going to keep taking these pay cuts. And like we've seen, there's no loyalty in sports, so he doesn't it, he doesn't really care because he they. I bet you the attitude is, and I know the attitude from reading tweets and you know reading reports is, the Warriors feel or I'm sorry, excuse me, the Rockets feel like they can beat the Warriors if healthy. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Um. So. I'm sure Daryl Morey will go into the he'll go into the repeater tax. He'll go oh. into the luxury luxury cap. Yeah, they don't they don't care. And he's like one of those math geniuses because they they do they they're big on the analytics. Right. So, all right. Well, you know, free agency is upon us. We've been hearing a lot of things about where the biggest free agent in the world is going to go. Uh, uh, we're gonna have a free agency pod, uh, but next week it will be our draft pod. Um, so I think that we'll bring up the hypothetical if LeBron ends up going west, then who is the new best team of the East? And I don't know if it's the general consensus of our crew, but I think it will be um, the Boston Celtics. And I, you know, the Boston Celtics, I know Bruce is going to have quite a bit to say, but the Boston Celtics showed me a lot without their two best players this year. And, or I'm sorry, in the playoffs. And it's only going to make them better. Uh, I think they need to fine tune their bench a little bit in terms of, you already know, Rogier is going to command some money. I think they need to re-sign Marcus Smart. My personal take is I think he's more valuable than Rogier. So I think if you had to pick between the two, that you stay with Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is a restricted free agent this year. Um, but, and he's just so valuable. He does the things that don't show up on the stat sheet. So, Bruce, I'd like to hear what you have to think about the Celtics moving forward for next year. Are they the team to beat out east, or is Philly taking over? Or what do you? What are your thoughts? No, the Boston is the team to beat. Um, the Sixers are still a year or two away. It's a little young. They still need to develop uh, a couple of those guys. And plus, even if I, you know, if you said they're matched up well talent wise, I'll always give the nod to the coaching. And obviously, Brad Stevens, we saw what he's able to do. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little perplexed on what, what moves need to be made. You know, we know Danny, you know, Mr. Ainge likes to wheeling, wheeling and dealing and collecting assets. Um, somebody's got to go though. Uh, I agree with you, Adam. I would like to uh, match, um, Marcus Smart in the off season on his, on his offer sheet, you know, being a restricted agent. Um, I love to bring him back. I think those intangibles and the attitude and what he brings is exactly the identity, um, you want to keep around, uh, as far as for the Celtics. Uh, but someone's got to go, whether it's, you know, Rozier, Jalen Brown, um, 
somebody's got to uh, get out of there. And I'm I'm even up to train Kyrie uh, if if need be. I don't I don't know. I, the Kyrie the injury history is a little concerning for me, depending on what you can bring in. Uh, you obviously want to. I I would like to keep Hayward. I think that works well. Um, we'll see what moves they make. I mean, just the Celtics are exciting because it's just game seven finals team so many so much assets so many pieces they can just do so many things um so there's just it's just fun to be a Celtics fan around what's going on uh so I'm looking forward to the draft but uh, they will be the team to beat we'll be the team the to beat don't be, get off this wheel <laughs> shit what's up ain't no we'll so be the team to beat this ain't no we ain't no we'll be the team to beat all right, all right. The Celtics will be the team to beat. They will be it. I'm looking excited. I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just want a situation. It's just, it's weird. It was good to see the development uh, of, of Tatum and Brown and Rozier and get that, and it boosted up their stock and their value. So let's go ahead and go ahead and Celtics and cash in on that. Somebody's got to go keep Tatum develop i just i don't want to see i'm a little indifferent like part of me wants them to draft maybe make some moves on draft day maybe move up the draft get somebody i'm a little like partial of bringing a a a free agent or veteran player that's in the same mold i kind of want to see those young pieces not get their development stunt and so i'm i'm a little weird like dude you saw what you could do. You made it to the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie and Hayward. Kyrie has an injury history. If you bring Kyrie back, is that going to stunt the development of some of those younger guys? So I, I, I kind of don't know what to think, what to do. So I don't know. Let's see. Well, you can hear Charlie's take on the matter. Well, I was going to say, some of those guys played so good, it could, in the old, one way, it could be a bad thing that now – it could fuck up their chemistry when these guys have now shown that they're solid NBA starters. And now they're going to be relegated, delegated to the bench and not getting what they deserve, you know, in terms of minutes and playing time. And winning winning is always the answer. Winning cures all. But that, that could be the only thing is if, you know, the locker room doesn't stay as good when these dudes have shown they were killing, you know, what if Hayward doesn't play well next year? You know, these dudes are like, shit, I played well when I was there. What's up with you, bro? You know, now these dudes exactly. they they have a wealth exactly. of they have a wealth of talent. Like in the yep. kind of like the Warriors, right? So and I think, yeah, I think you're right about smart of a Rosier, but the price that Smart is requesting, then I might have to go with Rosier. Because Smart wants what? Thirteen to fifteen a year? But I think Rosier's no, twelve wants twelve, right? So you want he thinks he's worth more, which in in a sense I do agree with. But you think Rozier's going to command more? Does he? But he doesn't command it as soon, right? True. But if I think Smart is now, Rozier's another year. You can put that shit off. And I do think I, more credit, real quick, to Brad Stevens is, man. I mean, I, you don't know for sure, but it feels like, man, Brad Stevens is so goddamn good. If you want to go, go. I'll find someone else that's going to play this role too. You know, we don't know if that's for sure because these guys just showed us how good they were. But Stevens is so damn good, man. Plug and play, man. I'll find someone else. We'll get someone else on the market. And they'll play, and you'll be gone. You can go rot in fucking Sacramento or somewhere else where they want to pay you. You know? Right. You'll forget what it's like to be winning. 
to be playing in April in May? I think for for me, my my biggest take is everybody and their mom seems to be so hyped on trading Kyrie, yet in the fine like when it mattered most, what were they lacking? When LeBron was taking over and killing them guys, what what were the they go to guy? The, the killer. go-to scorer. Which Kyrie is 100% built for that. In the fourth quarter. And who tried to take that? Who tried to take over? Brown. No. Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier. Look what happened. Before that series, Rozier was doing that, though. Right. But I'm saying, but the stakes are a little higher. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, Adam, I I, I agree. But could, could Tatum be that guy? And if you bring Kyrie... Is that going to kill that development of becoming that guy next season? I, I mean, but I agree with you. They did lack that go-to guy, and it would have helped. Would have been great to have Kyrie out there. I, I my concern. It would have been great Kyrie to have Kyrie just, out there. It's just the the injury history. Like what the, you True. know. So it I mean, seems to be a this, recurring cycle. This last injury was kind of what it was well documented, and everything I've read and heard, it was well documented. It's kind of he had an infection from screws in his knee. You can't really prevent that. Prevent an infection. Okay, so okay, you get that. I understand the injury history. Okay, so say all everyone's dicked up on trading for Kawhi. You know who also has a, a lot of injury history? Kawhi. You know who's played more games than Kawhi, and he's supposed to have so much injury Always, history? Yep. Anthony Davis. Anthony, wow. and that's a fact. It's a hell of a stat. That's yep, it's accurate. Anthony Davis has played in five more games than Kawhi has in their both of their careers. In the same amount of years? Uh, Anthony Davis has a year. Oh. But I'm all I'm saying is, and another thing that that I feel like is in Kyrie's favor is it's been documented, which I've heard in pods from Boston people, that his leadership is second to none. Hmm. Like they value his leadership in the locker room, on the practice floor, on the court. He's been there, done that. He's hit one of the biggest shots in the finals in several years. And they, he has a certain persona about him that the guys on the team just love. You can't replace that type of leadership. You know what I'm saying? You can say replace talent, all the talent in the world. But, okay, say you get Kawhi. Where's the leadership then? You know what I'm saying? Like, where's the leadership coming from? That's just, that's just my two cents. And No, I mean, I agree. If and you, the if leadership would have you, to come from Stevens. But right. Yeah. And if, go ahead. No, and, um, and another thing is Gordon Hayward is not a bum. Guys are really sleeping on him, too. Like, he, dude was an all-star. Oh, 20, Hayward's a beast. 20 points a game. He's another guy who can, who can get buckets. And, and will maybe flourish under his former coach. I, Right, and, and I don't still, think anybody's and, sleeping on on Hayward. Oh, I I, I, I totally own, think oh. everyone's so dicked up on Jalen Brown that I think a lot of people are forgetting that Hayward's an All Star. He's been, you know, tried for the Olympic team and stuff like that, and he was a killer in Utah. He's where these guys want to be. Like they, he was the man, I, and you know he got a max deal. He's where they want to be. I, I don't think anyone's sleeping on it. I think it's more the the problem of a wealth of riches. If you've listened to as and, many pods as I have, you get, guys are sleeping on him. I guarantee. Okay. It. I I think the the reason of 
the trade talks and all that is just when you the, the wealth of riches where you've got a lot of guys, a lot of talent, a lot of guys in similar positions. You, you can't keep them all. Somebody's got to go. And so I, I think that's where more of, of that talk is, is coming from. And I do agree. Yeah, Hayward Hayward's also is where those guys want to be. And, and so I like I said earlier, I would I would definitely keep them. But some someone's got to go. There's like a couple guys that gotta go. It's just what it is. He's well, gotta go. You're gonna obviously after have some- after his piss poor performance. I'm like, man. Even though Ro- Rozier helped them win some games early when it really didn't matter, when it mattered the most, he shit the bed. And that's why I'm like, man, kick rocks. I mean, you can also say Brown shit the bed too. Sure, he you did know? too. And Brown took what 17 shots. Rozier was just like lost. He was running around it was a lot. Two of 15. Oh, he took two that of, many. Two of 16. Oh, yeah. Because I just remember Marcus Smart was the was the point guard for the whole fourth quarter, pretty much. And that's what I'm just like, I don't, you know, like, yeah, you won some games early, but, I mean, you won against TJ McConnell and, you know, Eric Bledsoe. I mean, Eric Bledsoe's no scrub, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, when the stakes are at the highest, that's when you have probably the mid- if not the best, one of the top five closers in the league, who's proven on the biggest stage, hit the one of the biggest right. shots in NBA history, that he can he can get shit done. It don't even matter. Like the dude's a beast. I think Hayward will be able to get it done too. Sure. You know, I think he'll he'll be there. You it's know, so maybe having Hayward makes you know, obviously having Kyrie makes Rozier expendable, but having Hayward also makes uh, Smart more expendable. You know, for fifteen million a year, hell yeah. Because you're, no, you're already, you're already. I mean, what? No, I wouldn't. I think if you're gonna, if you're gonna keep Kyrie, which is fine, you're gonna get. You can dump Rozier, but I don't think you can dump Smart if you're gonna keep Hayward. I think you could dump Brown if they're gonna dump no, somebody. But look, Brown's not due draft. for money, bro. Smart's due for money now. So next year they're paying Hayward like twenty-eight million dollars, thirty million dollars. So then you're going to pay Smart 15, so you're going to be paying it, those that same position $43 million. Whereas you can keep Rozier for the minimum. You, you can keep Brown for the minimum for a couple more years. So you're not dumping those guys, bro. No, but I, I think uh, for where, what they want and as identity of the team and where they're at, I don't, I don't I think they'll have a problem uh, paying that luxury. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll have a... Especially if they're in contention for a championship, I don't think they'll. Um, I think mind. They, I don't think they'll mind. Uh, sorry to cut you off. I don't mean they'll mind to pay the um, luxury tax, but that's if they're competing. Like if they're in the finals next year. I think they think they could compete without Marcus. You Marcus know, smart. I, I don't. I mean, this, they'll be paying one position forty-three million dollars, but. At the same time, what we something we didn't talk about, he could just also take the qualifying offer and then be an unrestricted free agent, bet on himself. Be, if, yeah, That's because true. But, but he's been betting on himself now with two superstars coming back true. to his team. But then also look be at a bad it, idea. Also look at it like this: not a lot of teams have cap money or have cap space that they want to spend on him. Like, just in general, oh. because in they're general. waiting. They're waiting for the cap to go up, and plus with the better free agent market. Mm-hmm. So, ne- and I'm sorry, in 2019, in 2019, there's so, a it's a better agent market in 19 than this year. That's what I. I mean, this year is pretty goddamn explosive. I think, I think depth, 
depth wise. Oh, depth. Because it's the middle tier guys. I mean, at the top, yes. it's like it could be Kawhi, Clay, Jimmy Butler, Kyrie. Those are four explosive right. names right there. And I, I mean, I haven't looked at all of it, but I mean, you at the top of this year is with PG. It's PG and um, LeBron, Chris Paul. Oh, and Chris Paul. Right. And Demarcus. That's another one we haven't even talked about. That. Right. Yeah. So I mean, they're both pretty good. Right. So. And I wonder if people are talking to Demarcus. Is he planning on teaming up with somebody? He wants to fucking win. I think he. I think he ends up back in. Back. New Orleans, I can see that. But I'll. But. You know. We'll revisit that one. Um. Yeah. It's just. I. I yeah. The NBA offseason is about to be incredible. All time great. Better than the playoffs or better than the finals for sure. Man, that's what basketball never stops with us. We. It's like eleven months of the year, man. I mean, September's like the only real downtime. That's for, when training camp starts. Yeah, so. but there's not a whole lot to report on training camp. Right? That's the yeah, one thing. it's like the injuries. They take the pictures. Yeah. We all look at what shoes they're wearing and shit right. like that. So it's not real new shit. Hair, new haircuts and but tattoos. July, August, shit's still popping off. Yeah. Trades are still going. And we will be at Summer League, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Well, all of our crew will be there. We're going to do one live from Summer League. Shit, that is the hope, man. We're trying to, you know, we're trying to build our brand, so we're trying to mingle and meet people and really get this thing off the ground. And you guys have been there with us from the jump. We're episode shit, like seventeen. That's right, episode seventeen. So, you know, it's uh, it's been a long journey from the season, from the start of the season. We're making our predictions, and then. Shit, six, seven months later, here we are. It's already the off season. It is. The off season's the on season in the NBA. That's man, that's one thing they do really, really, really well is create that drama. Players be getting held hostage by other players. Oh man, there's a there's probably deals that have already been made. Where well, everyone thinks LeBron's already made his decision. And it's probably the Lakers. Well, we'll get into that another another time because we can spend another I don't want to spend another minute talking about LeBron playing for the Lakers, Adam. I don't want to spend another minute talking about the fucking Warriors. And thankfully, Sandals not here or our pod would be fucking three hours. <sighs> I'd rather talk about the Warriors than LeBron playing for the Lakers. But then if what that means is, well, I was just talking about if, San, if Sandal was here, we would be talking, he would be shitting on LeBron and you guys would be getting into it. I mean, probably. I mean, you can't <laughs> shit, but you can't shit on him. Well, we didn't. Even, we we. Were, oh, I meant to bring it up. We should have talked about the cast. Ooh, you know, yeah. The cast was a killer. I mean, I'm, you know, he punched the shit. Obviously, he was pissed. That's kind of weak. And hey. the cast was. He didn't need to do the cast. Man. Yeah. Hey, for those, I punched walls and shit like that before. That shit hurts. And LeBron's two sixty, and he's probably pretty furious. Yeah, man. That uh. But you didn't, like, dude, say it, like, after the game, like, when it actually happened. Don't bring it up in game four. My personal take. Right. The thing is, just, he shouldn't have brought it up earlier just, either. You don't want to let the defense don't know. don't talk about it at all. It'll come out. Well, Winhurst already said it. Winhurst released it, and then someone else confirmed it. So then he's like, well, I'm just going to wear this cast. I wouldn't have wore the cast. I would have let, if they asked you about it, be like, yeah, man, I fucking hurt my hand after game one, man. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, man. You know, fucking, and he's gonna be three and six, and he might end up three and eight, three and nine. You or know, or he could be five and six. 
Huh. Not with this. I don't know who's beating this Warrior team. I don't think PG and LeBron's enough. I think, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. You could see kind of, not the demise, but you could see they're vulnerable. I'll say that. They're vulnerable. And uh, I, I'm just so excited for the offseason. So we'll see. We'll Let's get, do it. I'm so excited. Bruce, do you have any? Uh, Black top, smack top. you have any closing comments? No, I mean, just like you guys, I'm excited for the offseason. Uh, I can't wait to, you know, get a jump in this, this summer in a couple weeks from now. Uh, summer League, you know, Black Talk, Smack Talk, over out in Vegas. You know, we'll be there live bringing you guys to action. So let's let's, let's get this offseason going. Let's, let's get to this draft next week. I'm, I'm pumped. Let's go. We might bring you that Vegas edition with a little bit of alcohol-infused podcast. For the rest of these guys. Yeah. But anyways, next week, just things ahead. We will have a pod before the draft. You know, your boy will be working on a mock draft, and we'll probably do something tied into that. So be on the lookout next week. But once again, we thank our sponsors, Slide Through Food Truck, Re-Kicks, Supreme Cuts Barbershop, and Break Bread Inc. We appreciate all the love and support you guys continue to give us. You guys help motivate us to want to do more pods to want to branch out to want to get big and famous just talk about the love we have for the game so thank you we love you guys all right y'all black top smack talk signing off seattle to san diego we out dust peace